Hello and welcome to the Generation Gap podcast here at Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Clive Glover and this time I'm joined by Sarah, who is my daughter, my millennial daughter. In fact, Hello. millennium daughter, is it? I can't remember which one it is. Millennial, millennial that'll do. I think. That'll do. <laughs> yes. Um, now we're going to talk about something special today, which happened to us really a year ago. Uh, almost exactly a year ago, I think. And yep. uh, why don't you start, Sarah, telling us what happened to you to start with? Well, it was um, we were watching Children in Need and they announced their Doctor Who competition and we were interested, but it came to the closing date and we totally forgotten to enter and then we remembered that it was like closing in half an hour's time and I don't get phone signal in our house. I have no idea why, but I could not get the message to send. So it's like five minutes to the closing time. I ran into your office and just went, sex this number, this now. <laughs> right. So I did that because I, I use a different uh, phone network. So mine works in the house. And I basically sent off a couple of texts, I think two or three. Um, to yeah, this you just had to text compliment. doctor or something to a certain number. Yeah, and didn't really think anything about it. I, I got a, a, a re-thing, you know, thing coming back saying, yes, yes, thank you, we've received your Yeah, an automated reply. Um, and it's a contribution of, of £5, pounds, whatever it was, towards the, the very good yeah. children in need appeal. So that was all fine. And I just forgot about that, really. And then a few days later, out of the blue, I had a phone call. And it's this woman saying, hello, I'm from BBC Children in Need, and you've won the competition. <laughs> now, I must admit, immediately I thought, competition <laughs> yeah. um but then i remembered and so basically i said oh great thank you um and again i hadn't really appreciated of course you, you didn't even know what the prize was because i was the one who was in we were you weren't even involved until but not only that i didn't realize of course there's only one winner out of presumably hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who must have applied for the competition so mm. that was really quite amazing um so i went down to tell you and your brother and said oh by the way <laughs> yeah just had a weird phone call and so um, from that point, we then had long conversations by email, by text and by phone with somebody, um, a lady in Glasgow, works for BBC, Children in Need. And she was arranging the prizes for us. There's various elements of the prizes. So the first one we got quite early on. You, you tell us what it was. Well, a very, very big box, like um, almost, I think probably almost a metre squared, <laughs> turned up on the doorstep. <laughs> That's a great big cardboard box. And then I think a couple of days later, we got another one. Yeah, well, we, we'd gone through, we, we knew what there was, and it was the smaller one was the bit that, to be honest, we'd originally entered the competition for. We were going to buy them if we hadn't won anyway. It was the two, um, the Pudsey and Blush dressed like the doctors. So Pudsey in David Tennant's outfit and Blush, obviously, in Jodie Whittaker's. Right. And for people who don't know, Pudsey, of course, a nice cuddly teddy bear who is the symbol of <laughs> children in need. But the, we got special ones. We didn't just get any ones. We got zero, zero, one. That's right. So these ones are yeah number 001 of each of these uh, particular um, types of teddy, I'm going to call them. But they're Pudsies, yes. Well, it's and we a got Pudsey of... and a blush. Right. I get that um we also got lots of t-shirts and lots of models of doctor who characters and that sort of stuff lots of them signed yes yeah, signed by jodie whittaker for example and um yeah so yeah. we probably ought to have an auction or put them on ebay or something and make a fortune ha, ha, ha. we need to find a display cabinet big enough 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> so that was the first thing. And then the, the second one was that we were going to be able to speak to the stars of the show. Now, obviously, it was in the middle of COVID at this point, so we couldn't speak to anybody in real life. And so it had to be a Zoom call. And that, that again, took quite a while to sort out because the, yeah. the cast were down. I, don't, I think they were... They were filming something, I think, at that point. Um, but I'm not quite yeah. sure what. And so we had to arrange it. It took months and months and months before that was arranged. And then one day we, we were able to have this Zoom call. And, it was in about um, May, I think. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. But it was quite exciting. <laughs> I'm we, going we all, May. <laughs> we all sat down and we switched on the computer. And hey presto, up pops two characters from Doctor Who. Sitting in the TARDIS. Sitting in the TARDIS, obviously, Jodie Whittaker and Mandip, what's I, I'd have Gill. Son, Mandip Gill, and yes, it was great fun. And of course, it was really odd because you're watching them on like a television screen, which is where you normally see them, but they were actually talking to us personally. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously weird. they couldn't say anything about the current series, even though I did try and ask. They had a crew member there making sure they didn't say anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, they weren't allowed to tell us anything about the plot of the, the current series, which, of course, they'd just been filming at the time. Um, but we had lots of discussions about various things. We had heard already that Jodie was going to be leaving the job. I don't think we actually asked her specifically. No, we, we, said, we agreed before we wouldn't ask that because it hadn't been confirmed at that time. It had only been rumoured. So we, we agreed not to ask. But you were asking about whether they'd do Strictly and I'm a Celeb and all those things. Yes, and I can let it, let you into a secret that Jodie Whittaker would like to be on Celebrity MasterChef. That's what she told me. Yep, <laughs> that, was, that was her choice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was great fun. And um, I think we were given about 20 minutes, but actually it was more like 40 at the end. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the crew member kept looking at his watch. <laughs> the, produ the producer or whatever there kept saying, no, no, come on, finish, finish, finish. But they enjoyed it as well, I think. I think they did enjoy it. We had a very, good, very yeah. nice conversation. It was, we took their lunch break, basically. They didn't get yeah. a lunch break that day. <laughs> And they're both very nice people, and, and so that was really impressive sort of prize to go on. Um, now, what happened next? Well, literally last week, we finally got the last bit of the prize, a yeah. tour. We were, we were invited to go to the studios and see the, the, the Doctor Who set where they make the programmes, including, of course, the TARDIS. And um, we've been invited to do that for ages. And, of course, uh, the, it's in Wales. It's in Cardiff. And there's all sorts of problems. I mean, for a long Including time. Including for a long time, you literally couldn't travel between England or Wales. Well, as, exactly. That was the point. <laughs> and the rules were different there, even when we did go. Um, so eventually we managed to fix up a date. And, in fact, we found that it was very much the last day possible because the, the whole set there is being demolished. In fact, by now it it's It was been, being while we were there. <laughs> it's been demolished. And they won't be rebuilding anything until sometime next year when they start filming the next series. But that's going to have all completely new people. Because everything's new by then. So, But it was they did one extra thing that they were not allowed to destroy until we'd been. That's right. They actually kept the, the TARDIS set specially for us because um, they were going to demolish it a few days before we actually got there. But they didn't. They kept it. And we had the senior. Now, what was he? He was the executive, executive producer. Executive producer gave yes. us the guided tour. Um, and he'd been working on the show since 2005. Yeah, so he knew everything about Doctor Who, which is, of course, what Sarah does as well. So they had a good conversation. <laughs> well, you seem to think I know every episode off by heart. I'm not that good. I'm just better than you. Well, she remembers most of the details, which I don't <laughs> anyway. Um, so that was quite fun. And so we, we went down to Cardiff and um, we had a bit of a problem because we had to get uh, Sarah back from her university first. 
And then yep. we all jumped in the car and we went onto the M25, which is always good fun. And after yeah. two hours, we travelled 12 miles. We were 12 miles away from home two hours after we left. Yeah. So that was great fun. So I added an extra two hours to the journey. And so we actually arrived in Cardiff at the hotel we'd been put into um, at just before oh, nearly midnight. It was just before midnight <laughs> yeah. um, where we were planning to get there about eight o'clock in the evening, actually. Um, the, the hotel was good because part of the prize was obviously being put up in a hotel. And they put us up in the best hotel in Cardiff. It's a five star one on the bay. Literally, fantastic- you, like the bay is out the window. <laughs> You drop right. something and it would fall in the sea. <laughs> and it's a fantastic view, but we got there at midnight, so we just went basically straight to bed. Woke up in the morning, went and had our lovely breakfast, and then whizzed off to the BBC studio, which was a sort of twenty-minute walk away. Yeah, that was quite fun as well. I mean, the, the BBC studio—they also make Casualty there. We didn't really see that, but we went inside and we went along to see some of the studios they use for Doctor Who. Yeah, and we were sort of saying, "Oh, I remember when this was in here and the the Thames in Peter Capaldi's one." Yeah, but I mean, the thing was, there's this, this big studio, which this is the large studio. Now, I've been to quite a few film and television studios, and it is really very, very large indeed. I mean, as Sarah said, you know, they, they built London in it. <laughs> <laughs> they built the Thames. <laughs> yeah. um, so, it, unfortunately, it was completely empty then because they cleared everything out. But um, well, that, There was still the scaffolding where he said the green screen goes, but that was pretty much it. Because... I was really surprised to find that all these things you see and all the strange planets they go to in Doctor Who aren't real. Fancy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they yep. don't actually go in a spaceship. No, it's all like green screen. Anyway, so we went right to the TARDIS. And that was quite fun because we, we were able to go through the police box doors. And as you know, when you go through to the other side, it's much bigger than <laughs> it, you might expect it. And it well, really I is there. Beforehand, there were, when we were outside, he went, I'll just make sure that there's no one in there. And he opened the door and about 20 crew members came out. I went, well, it's definitely bigger in the inside there. You're absolutely right. Yes, of course. <laughs> so uh, that was quite fun. And we were able to sort of push all the dials and knobs and levers and things like We've that. We've got a few pictures of all of us <laughs> holding the lever. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't fly anywhere. I don't know why. They must have yeah. turned it off. Couldn't find the ignition key. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty good. And so were you impressed with that? I think you were, weren't you? Yeah. Well, we've stood outside a few TARDISes before, including the one in Cardiff that went missing. Yes. <laughs> that was quite a few years ago, though. <laughs> and then as the sort of finale for all of this, we were, we were invited to go upstairs to the production office, which was a quite a big office, I reckon, room for about 20 or 30 people. And there was perhaps, um, I don't know, half a dozen in there because they were winding it all down at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of lunchtime. But what we were able to do then was meet a Dalek. Now, I've actually met Daleks quite often. Yeah. Well, he said he would have put it in the studio, but he couldn't get it out the door. <laughs> It was quite funny. He he had it in the middle of this office, and I don't know how he got it there, but he couldn't <laughs> get it out it the door. Didn't fit through the door. But we were able to sort of take the take the lid off the Dalek and see how how you work it and get get inside. On the inside. On. There's just a wooden bench, and I said, Do, "Are they allowed a cushion?" <laughs> because they were just sitting on a wooden plank. <laughs> it certainly looked pretty uncomfortable, I must say. And he said that sometimes they're spending several hours on set, of course. Like in, in, and they have to put padding in so that you can't see their head shining through it and stuff. So it's very hot in there. And it really has got a sink plunger on the front. I always thought that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Now I've seen seen dialects and I've seen one like that before guarding the um, canteen at BBC television, not the television I think you said it was the same one to keep moving around. Yeah, I don't know how they move. They, they must. I don't know how they get them all around. You see, it's very interesting. They fly off. Obviously, they do. Yeah, <laughs> they can't even go upstairs though, can they? No, they can fly. Yeah, I, okay. I haven't I, watched I, new ones. <laughs> I've seen this. Anyway, so it was quite exciting to see the inside of a famous television set, and I'm sure that there's lots of people out there who would be a bit jealous of this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was quite fun, and it's a really good price now. Children is coming up soon again, so uh, I would advise that it's a wonderful charity to support. And obviously, if you get the chance to enter the if competition. If there's another competition like this, yeah. Yeah, but um, I can't guarantee you'll win, of course, because it's still amazing to me. We never win anything, and to win this was quite spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we, you haven't said how long you've been watching Doctor Who for. I obviously know the answer, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have seen Doctor Who. I, mean, I haven't watched every single one or anything like that, but I did see the first episode when it was first broadcast, which was, I think was 1965. I was quite young Something then. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I do remember it because it was actually very, if you look in, I'm sure Wikipedia's got this, but it was the first television programme to be, come back on air after they closed down all the television service for about 24 hours or more after the assassination of President K- Kennedy. And in those days, that was something where they decided they had to um, stop all the television programmes. They played sort of very sombre music on air and sort of, I don't know, it wasn't quite the potter's wheel, but it was something like that um, for many hours. And Doctor Who was then the first programme to be uh, getting back on schedule, which was the Saturday afternoon after the Friday when the um, assassination happened. Um, so that was also a very significant point. And if you've ever seen the documentary, which in fact, um, people we met there said they made it in that studio anyway. The one it was the Adventures in Space and Time. Yeah, it, it was, was made around few, the 50th. About the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who a few years ago. And that told the story of how the programme was made. And it was all a bit haphazard. And it was originally going to be lasting for six weeks. Yeah, wasn't ever a plan to be very long term. That's right. Yes. Well, one of the things we discovered when we were there was they had been recording the day before some pieces for the special edition, which is going to be sometime next year in 2022. Um, And that's the one which is, I don't know why it's special. Obviously, it's when Jodie's probably going to be leaving. We're presuming it's her regeneration episode. Yeah. I've seen various comments saying she'd recorded that bit, Um, but I don't know what else it's special about. Um, It's presumably... It's called the centenary or something like that, but we can't work out why. Yeah, because it's not obviously a hundred years before or since anything, so I don't know why it's called... They're quite like like 56. (laughs) Yeah, that's not quite a hundred, is it? Um, (laughs) No. So we'll have to wait to find out. I imagine that's probably not till next um, autumn, actually, they're going to be showing that. Yeah, it might even be the Christmas or New Year special. I'm not sure. Yes. But oh, well, something to look forward to. It's the last one with Jodie and Chris Chibnall and all of that lot. But that's well, why they filmed it and then now they've closed set. Yeah, well, Stefan, who we met, who's the executive producer, he said something, he looked at you and me and he said, "Ah, oh, well, if you'd been here yesterday, you would have recognised some of the people who were here. Yeah. So, so we we started immediately trying to work out who that might be, but obviously we couldn't really. And he he right. obviously was saying that because he realised you and I know a bit about Doctor Who. Yeah, well, it's clearly someone we've met before, not a new character. Possibly yes. even a previous Doctor, or po- probably just a pro- old companion. 
Yep, absolutely. So anyway, well, I'm not going to speculate now. We'll have to wait a year or more probably to find out, but there you go. Or speculate who she's regenerating into in that episode. <laughs> oh, well, of course, even I know there's lots of people speculating on that, possibly going back to another person who played the Doctor in the past. Yeah, every single time they're going to regenerate back into David Tennant, apparently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what people want, you see, because he's the most popular. Yeah. Oh, why don't they want him to regenerate back into Tom Baker then? I think he's getting a bit old now. I suppose <laughs> no, they have replaced people by someone who looks a bit like them, haven't they? In some of the programs they've done. Well, when they're not around, you can't still have well, William yes. Hartnell playing the First Doctor. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so that's um, that's all I know about that. So um, we did learn a few little secrets, and we haven't told anybody at all, have we? Oh no, we just told you. <laughs> No, he he said that was confirmed. I know. So um, that's something to look forward to. And um, yeah, it's all very exciting, actually, see how a television programme like that is made. And you can see also how many people, I think I asked how many people were actually involved in the production. It was something like 120. Yeah, he said 120. And I said, well, how many of those would be on the set at one time? And he's like, sometimes you need pretty much all of them. Obviously, some of those 120 are just like build the sets. But then if the set collapses, you need them then back on set. The set doesn't collapse because they've got all the health and safety rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Out. If something falls off, you need the person who built it to be able to stick it back on. You're not going to ask a cameraman to stick it back on, are you? I suppose not. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was actually really quite fun. And um, I can recommend this. Uh, I can't recommend you go and visit the studios because you can't get in there. You have to have special permission. <laughs> yep. The executive producer to let you in the front door. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was quite a nice place. And it's quite interesting. I mean, Cardiff, um, the TV studios there do actually make quite a lot of programmes. They're very successful around the world, not just Doctor Who. Um, and it's really quite a small little area on the, the bay. And the bay in Cardiff is sort of a um, regeneration area where over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, they've built lots of shops and big shopping centre, restaurants. And, and obviously so on, yeah. where torture it is. <laughs> And if you have seen Doctor Who Torchwood, you'll know their headquarters is in fact um, quite close to that place. Um, and Sarah can explain. It's called, uh, I don't know what those things are called. They're just big sort of columns, aren't they? Well, it's it's in the water tower, which literally we found on Google Maps is labelled as Torchwood Hub, which we found quite funny. It's very near the Parliament building in the centre of Cardiff, the Synod. And um, for some reason, obviously in the program Torchwood which was a spin-off from Doctor Who they made that the sort of secret underground headquarters of this organization well, called Torchwood. on the rift yeah of course it was <laughs> see she's talking she's talking Doctor Who now I don't know what she's talking about rewatch the series one one with the ghosts in rows in Victorian times <laughs> there you go there's a recommendation for you um, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm about with the rift there you it go. is it is quite funny that the um uh the actual google maps of the area <laughs> shows it as torchwood headquarters torchwood hub torchwood hub okay <laughs> whatever go. well so, we tried uh, to find the trapdoor but we couldn't find it I do remember in the early sort of Doctor Who um, things of, of not the early ones, the, the early revised ones from the 1990s or whatever. When did it start? I can't remember. It restarted in 2005. 2005. That one. <laughs> Why are you saying 90s? I can't the remember. It's, 90s, it's all too long ago. But basically, um, a lot of the scenes there you do recognise because they're all filmed in Cardiff Bay. Um, and suddenly the centre of the world moved from London to Cardiff. It's quite amazing. Yeah. 
Well, that's why Torchwood was based there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, so anything else you want to say, Sarah, on this subject? Yeah, well, favourite Doctor would be a good question because you've watched a lot longer than me. Favourite Doctor? Um, yeah, I think Tom Baker. <laughs> yes, anyone who was old enough to have watched the old ones always says that. But I know in the modern one, it's definitely David Tennant. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that. I know an awful lot of people who claim to be Doctor Who fans and then you talk to them and you discover they only ever watch David Tennant. Right. And of course, there is a rumour, which we can't deny or anything, but we've heard several times, that David Tennant might be appearing in the new series. He might even be the Doctor. You never know. <laughs> well, if they're doing another anniversary special, they're bound to be bringing back Doctors again. Yeah, absolutely. The 50th obviously contained three Doctors. Well, technically it contained all 13, but that's only about 20 seconds. So what is it about Doctor Who that you like, Sarah? Well, I'd launch a lot of sci-fi stuff anyway, but um, I suppose all, partly all the history and then obviously it's quite a popular thing. I'm one of those people who watch all the YouTube videos of all the theories and all those sorts of things as well. Right. Okay, I can't remember. I, I've, um, you, sort of... you're, you're not very useful for having those sorts of discussions with, so I have them in the comments of YouTube videos because right, you no, don't I... know what I'm on about because you don't even know what the rift is, so. I'm sure I do. Um, it's just, um, to me, it's been sort of in different times. It's been very different over the years. I mean, it did start out as a children's programme and it's sort of grown into a sort of an adult programme, but sometimes well, it's quite childish. It. You, it was a children's programme. You're one of the children who watched it as a child and you just still watch it. <laughs> well, that's right. Absolutely. I suppose that's true. Um, anyway, so there we are. That's our secret about Doctor Who and Children in Need. And um, anyway, we can recommend you watch Children in Need coming up soon and, uh, you know, put some money in. It's well worth well worth it. It's a very good cause. And of course, they do do amazing competition prizes. Yep, <laughs> we can vouch for that one. <laughs> right. Anyway, thank you, Sarah. That's been very helpful to talk about. And um, thank you for listening. And um, I don't know if you found that interesting or not, but <laughs> these things do happen to anybody. Depends you know, if you're a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> well, you know, just... Being the winner of a prize like that with so many people entering and just being the winner is just amazing to me still. I can't quite work out how it happened. No. No. Nope, someone has to win. Yeah, absolutely. So we went and bought all those lottery tickets the day after. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Thanks for listening anyway. And this has been the Generation Gap uh, program or podcast is strictly here on uh, Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. We've got thousands of podcasts i think or hundreds anyway but last time i looked it was heading up towards 2000 different podcasts and they're all available from radioverilum.com slash podcast so um look out for those and uh, perhaps you'll listen to this again sometime soon thank you very much bye <laughs>